part of the lesson as opening the piano. But this morning, instead of taking it up, instead of tucking it into her belt while she leant over Mary and said, Thank you, Mary, how very nice. Turn to page 32. What was Mary's horror when Miss Meadows totally ignored the chrysanthemum, made no reply to her greeting, but said in a voice of ice, Page 14, please, and mark the accents well. Staggering moment. Mary blushed until the tears stood in her eyes. But Miss Meadows was gone back to the music stand. Her voice rang through the music hall. Page 14. We will begin with page 14. A lament. Now, girls, you ought to know it by this time. We shall take it all together, not in parts, all together, and without expression. Sing it, though, quite simply beating the time with the left hand. She raised the baton. She tapped the music stand twice. Down came Mary on the opening chord. Down came all those left hands, beating the air, and in chimed those young, mournful voices. Fast are to fast fade the roses of pleasure. Soon autumn yields unto winter drear. Fleetly, ah, fleetly, music's gay measure Passes away from the listening ear. Good heavens! What could be more tragic than that lament? Every note was a sigh, a sob, a groan of awful mournfulness. Miss Meadows lifted her arms in the white gown and began conducting with both hands. I feel more and more strongly that our marriage would be a mistake, she beat. And the voices cried, Fleetly, ah, fleetly. What could have possessed him to write such a letter? What could have led up to it? It came out of nothing. His last letter had been all about a fumed oak bookcase he had bought for our books and a natty little hat stand he had seen. A very neat affair with a carved owl on a bracket, holding three hat brushes in its claws. How she had smiled at that. So like a man to think one needed three hat brushes. From the listening ear, sang the voices. Once again, said Miss Meadows, but this time in parts, still without expression. Fast are too fast. With the gloom of the contraltos added, one could scarcely help shuddering. Fade the roses of pleasure. Last time he had come to see her, Basil had worn a rose in his buttonhole. How handsome he had looked in that bright blue suit, with that dark red rose. And he knew it, too. He couldn't help knowing it. First he stroked his hair, then his moustache. His teeth gleamed when he smiled. The headmaster's wife keeps on asking me to dinner. It's a perfect nuisance. I never get an evening to myself in that place. But can't you refuse? Oh, well, it doesn't do for a man in my position to be unpopular. Music's gay measure, wailed the voices. The willow trees outside the high, narrow windows waved in the wind. They'd lost half their leaves. The little ones that clung wriggled like fishes caught on a line. I am not a marrying man. The voices were silent. The piano waited. 
Quite good, said Miss Meadows, but still in such a strange stony tone that the younger girls began to feel positively frightened. But now that we know it, we shall take it with expression, as much expression as you can put into it. Think of the words, girls. Use your imaginations. Fast are too fast, cried Miss Meadows. That ought to break out, a loud, strong forte, a lament. And then in the second line, winter drear. Make that drear sound as if a cold wind were blowing through it. Drear, said she so awfully that Mary Beasley on the music stool wriggled her spine. The third line should be one crescendo. Fleetly, ah, fleetly, music's game measure. Breaking on the first word of the last line. Passing.